0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Radicalis, Developing Spiritual Roots. In these lessons, we'll learn how to live a life that is deeply rooted in Christ and His Word, so that we can become all God has created us to be. In just a moment, we're going to tell you how to get the Lord's Prayer, Words of Hope and Happiness Children's Gift Book. This special resource will help you strengthen the hope of the children in your life by introducing them to the Lord's Prayer. Go to PastorRick.com to find out more, or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with Part 3 of a message called Radical Freedom.
1: The Bible says this, 1 Peter 1. God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life that you inherited from your ancestors. I, I looked up this word empty in Greek. It's a metaios. Metaeos means worthless, purposeless, empty, useless. It means futile. It means vain. And this is the way most of the world lives as if things that are so insignificant are extremely important. Most people are building their lives on things that have no meaning at all. They're giving first-class allegiance to second-class causes, and those causes are betraying them. Jesus said, I came to set you free from an empty life, from a purposeless life. You see, when you are empty, what happens in your life is you start looking to other people for your validation. And most people are enslaved by the approval of others. Some are still enslaved by their parents. I've met people who are still trying to prove their worth to their parents, and their parents died 10 years ago. And they still hear in their mind, you're never gonna amount to such and such. And why can't you be like your sister or your brother? And so the rest of their lives, they live their lives trying to prove that their parents were wrong. If you never got your parents' approval and you haven't got it by now, you're not going to get it. I hate to tell you that, you're not going to get it. It's about them, not you. It's their problem, not you. But the good news, and I've told you this before, is you don't need it. You don't need anybody's approval to be happy. You're as happy as you choose to be and you already have God's approval, if you've trusted Christ, he says, I see you faultless, I see you without blame, I see you deeply loved. Flawed, yes. Broken, yes. Loved, yes. Uh, Forgiven, yes. And nobody's gonna love you like Jesus did. And when you have God's approval, it really doesn't matter what other people think. But so many people go out and spend money trying to earn the approval of others by having certain status symbols or certain things that they buy in order to say, see, look at me, I'm worthwhile. What I'm wearing proves I'm worthwhile. What I'm driving proves I'm worthwhile. The house I live in proves I'm worthwhile. Those people are not free. Radical freedom is I don't look to anybody to validate my worth because I'm a child of God. I'm a daughter of God, I'm a son of God. I don't need your approval. That's radical freedom. Most of the world doesn't live by that. They're culture-driven, not purpose-driven. And so they're not free. And, And they do things simply because everybody else is doing it. The power of culture keeps you from becoming all God intended for you to be, and your uniqueness gets squashed because you feel like you gotta fit in. Jesus wants to set you free. So you don't have to fit in anymore to find your happiness. The Bible says this in Colossians chapter two. You have died with Christ, this is on the cross, and he has set you free, there's that phrase, set you free from the evil powers of this world, so why do you keep on following the rules of the world? Good question. Why do I care what other people think? They're not God. They don't love me. In fact, they're not even thinking about me. The big myth is that everybody's watching you all the time. They're not. You know what they're doing? They're doing the same thing you're doing. How do I look to everybody else? (laughs) The big discovery is you walk in the room, nobody's looking at you. They're all thinking about, how do I look? How do I look? How do I look? He says, You've been set free from the evil powers of this world, the culture's grip on your life that tries to make you a conformed person. And he says, so why do you keep on following the rules of the world? Number five, this is the greatest freedom of all. Radical freedom. It's not only a clear conscience, personal access to God, the power to do what's right, living with meaning and purpose. Radical freedom is no fear of death or the devil. You remember there used to be a brand called No Fear. I don't know, maybe it's still around. People would wear they say, no fear. I'm going, you're afraid just by wearing that. <laughs> no fear of death or the devil. Now, of course, the fear of death is a universal fear because the last time I checked, the mortality rate in America is 100%. Everybody dies. Now we don't know if it's gonna be tomorrow or 50 years or 100 years, or you you don't know, but the fact is, it's inevitable. God didn't put you on this planet to live here forever. He wants you to trust Christ, so you live forever with him in eternity in a perfect place. Thank God we don't have to live forever on a broken planet. But he says, Satan creates the fear of death in our lives. And the Bible says this, Jesus became flesh and blood by being born in human form. That's what Christmas is all about. God came to earth in human form. The incarnation. For only as a human being could he die. You see, if God hadn't come in human form, he couldn't die. God can't die. Only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil. And only in this way could he set us free, there's the phrase, set us free from living our entire lives as slaves to the fear of dying. This is the fear nobody wants to admit. And and we go through life pretending we're not gonna die, acting like we're not gonna die, denying that we're gonna die, ignoring that we're gonna die, People don't like to talk about death. I mean, you ever want to mess up a good conversation? Invite your neighbors over for a 4th of July, (laughs) grill some burgers, and say, let's talk about death. (laughs) That'll put the kibosh on the attitude for everybody. You're going to go, man, how morbid is that? But only a fool would go through life unprepared for what you know is inevitable. Jesus said, I came to set you free from the fear Of dying. I can say to you in all honesty, all authenticity, and perfect truth, I have zero fear of dying. Zero fear of dying. I have no fear of dying. Fear of pain, yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Really, I have zero fear of dying. I could die today a happy man. The only regret would be For my wife Kay and my kids and grandkids and the people that I love but as Paul said for me to live is Christ but to die is gain he said you know when you die if you know the Lord you're not leaving home you're going home you're going where you were meant to be for eternity I'm not afraid to die because I know God I've been a friend of God's for 45 years or longer I talk to him all the time, like I'm talking to you. I'm not afraid of God. The only people who are afraid of God are the people who don't know him. The better you get to know him, the less you're afraid of him. Why? Because God is love. And the Bible says there's no fear in love. How can you fear someone who loves you unconditionally? How could you fear someone who thinks about you more than you do? God knows every detail in your life. Remember how Jesus said he knows even how many hairs you have on your head? You don't even know that. God knows details about your life you will never know. He knows far more about your motives than you do. You can't figure them out. He's got them all figured out. He knows your fears better than you do. He knows your sins better than you do. He knows your strengths better than you do. And he loves you unconditionally. So why would I be afraid to go be with him the rest of my life? And if he created the world and it's beautiful and yet broken, what's it like in a place that has no brokenness in it? How beautiful must it be? The colors and the activities and all of the things that are there, including our loved ones. Jesus sets us free from the fear of death. Have you reached that part in your maturity yet? You see, the better you get to know the Lord, the more his love infiltrates your life. When love comes in the front door, fear goes out the back door. Now on the other hand, when fear comes in the front door, love goes out the back door. Love and fear can't operate in the same entity. There is no fear in love. That's what the Bible teaches. So you need to fill your life with the love of God. And when, the more you do that, the fewer fears that you have in your life. Jesus not only frees us, though, from the fear of death, he fears us from the fear of the devil. And even a lot of believers are kind of freaked out by the devil, yes, he does exist, he's real. If you don't believe it, let me take you around the world and I'll show you his work in action. Through all kinds of slavery, sex trafficking, corruption, all of the sins of the world, there is real evil in the world, terrorism and all these other things. And a lot of people kind of freaked out by the devil and demons and the occult, and you don't need to be afraid of that, why? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, that's what Jesus said. Think about this, let's say your life is a a circle and around it there are bigger and bigger uh, concentric circles. The Bible says, Here's you, then the Bible says you are in Christ, so you draw a circle around you. That's that's you're in Christ. And that phrase is used 140 something times in the New Testament. And then it says, not only are you in Christ, it says you are hid with God in Christ. So there's a circle of God. Then it says you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. That means for the devil to get at you, he's gotta go through the Trinity. Isn't gonna happen, friend. That's called being in good hands. Okay, can't get to you unless he gets through the Trinity. Well, can Satan dominate my life as a believer? Of course he can. How? I want you to write this down. One of the most important things I've ever told you. Here it is. Satan can only control areas where I believe his lies. Write that down. Satan can only control the areas in my life where I believe his lies. You see, Satan has no authority, if you're a child of God, to take possession of your life. But he can mess you up good if you believe his lies. He only operates by suggestion. Now, when the devil gives you a thought, we call that temptation. When God gives you a thought, we call that inspiration. When you get a thought on your own, we call that dumb. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to repent. I, you know, I put you down. Okay. Uh, every moment of your life, you're getting thoughts. Some of them are from God. Some of them from you. Some of them from your memory that bring up some TV commercial you saw. Some of them from the devil. When the devil can only work, if you're a believer, he can't touch you except by suggestion. But he can suggest lies, and when you believe those lies, that area of your life gets controlled by Satan. It's dominated by Satan. It is oppressed by Satan. Why? Because you are choosing to believe a lie. Remember, it is the truth that sets you free. But lies, in the opposite, put you into bondage. And the Bible says Satan is the father of lies. Now he tells you lies all the time. When a guy says, when a guy has this thought, you know what, my marriage sucks, so I think I'm going to leave my wife and go have an affair with somebody else because I'll be happier. Where do you think that lie came from? Yeah, it came from Satan. It came from Satan. Now, if I choose to believe that lie, it's going to mess me up. Satan tells you lies all the time. You know better than God. I know God says this, but you should do this. Anytime you doubt God's word, that's from the devil. And he said, don't, I know God says do this, but you need to do this. And you always get into trouble when you do that. These these rules, these laws, these principles are always for your own good. They're always for your own good. They're not, for, not to make you miserable, they're to make you meaningful. See, the truth is, you don't really break God's laws. They break you. They, you only hurt yourself every time you deny what God tells you to do. You break God's laws, they break you. For instance, a guy goes up on the top of the Empire State Building and he says, I believe that uh, there is no such thing as the law of gravity. And the law of gravity applies to everybody else, but it doesn't apply to me. So I'm gonna prove that the law of gravity doesn't apply to me. And he jumps off the Empire State Building. And on the way down, 20, 30, 40 floors down, he's going, I'm free! He just hadn't hit bottom yet. And about 50 floors down, somebody sticks their head out the window and says, how's it going? He says, so far so good. But one, at some point, the law is going to break him. Now, when God tells you to do something, you need to just do it. You just need to do it. So that's trusting the truth. We're going to come to that in just a minute. Now, how do I live a radical life? How do I live a radically free life? Most people aren't free. They're bound up inside. Fear, guilt, resentment, and all these things. Even Christians who know the Lord still aren't free. You gotta do three things. Write these down. Number one, always submit to God's Spirit. Always submit to God's Spirit. What does that mean? It means you're constantly talking to the Lord throughout the day, and you're saying, what do you want me to do in this situation? What do you want me to do here? You're just always surrendering, always submitting, always yielding to that still small voice. Say, Lord, what do you want me to do? You listen to God. And if you listen to God, he'll put ideas in your mind and you'll know I need to do this
0: right now. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you missed any part of this message, or if you would like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com where you can listen online anytime. That's Pastor Rick with two R's in the middle.com. Be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, Perhaps the most important role you can play in the life of a child is teaching them to trust God through prayer. It's the key to living with hope. Jesus said we should always pray and never give up. That's why it's important to strengthen the hope of children by introducing them to Jesus' model for prayer at an early age. And we're excited to tell you about a very special resource to help you do just that. It's called The Lord's Prayer, Words of Hope and Happiness. This book brings the poetic scripture from the King James Version alive for readers young and old. You'll find thoughtful insights from the New York Times bestselling author Pastor Rick Warren and stunning illustrations by award-winning artist Richard Jesse Watson. It's sure to become a meaningful bedtime ritual, a treasured memory, and a lasting legacy that bears good fruit for generations to come. The Lord's Prayer, Words of Hope and Happiness, is a perfect way to share the beauty and richness of the Lord's Prayer with the children the Lord has placed in your life. And we'll send it to you to say thanks when you give a gift to Daily Hope to help take the good news to people everywhere. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com, or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. There is only two days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners.
1: Have you ever noticed that your day goes better when you start with God's Word? That's been true in my life, and I'm certain it'll make a difference in your life, too, when you choose to get into God's Word first thing every day. It's one of the most important habits you can develop. Here's an email from a a man named Jeremy who says, connecting with God every morning has made such a big difference in his life. He says, you know, Rick, daily hope fills my mind with truth when I begin each day at 3 a.m. Wow. Wow. I realize that Daily Hope helps fill my mind with the good stuff and crowds out all the negative because truth and hope have really changed my attitude throughout the day. So you can take it from Jeremy. God's word at the start of your day will change your day in a positive way. Thanks for listening today, everybody. I love you. I thank God for you, and I'm praying for you. And we'll see you next time on Daily
0: Hope. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.